Hey, let me know when Timmy Doyle's on. Former Northwestern great. Man, I don't know if he's any good or not, but Christian McCaffrey just ran fast. Like, I have no idea how. Hey, can you see how fast that is? Is that a 449? That's fast. He looked fast to me. Man, oh, man. I'm telling you, our girl Molly McGrath is going to be a star. She's smart. I like Molly McGrath. I like all these girls are awesome, man. These women, I'm sorry. These women are awesome. Hey, Dan, I'm rinsing off beer mugs in the pool or hot tub. Clean as it gets. Don't like it. Don't drink it out of my mugs. Laces out. I ain't mad about it. Are you serious? I am not drinking out of su- – that's like Kramer made a salad in the shower. I'm not <laughs> – I'm not drinking out of your beer mug that you, you, you wash in your pool. What's wrong with Kyle? Help a brother out here. Hey, I'll drink, I'll drink beer out of a lot of places, and I have. I drank them out of my one friend's leg. He had an artificial leg. We put it on the bar. We got drunk enough. We poured beer in it. We drank out of his fake leg. My boy Boop. My boy Boop. I did. I drank it out of his fake leg. He had a, what do you call that, a prosthesis? And we put it on the bar table because it was hot. I'm like, I'm drinking out of that leg. It tasted so bad. Tim Doyle has drank out of weirder things than somebody's fake leg. My friend, we dogged you last night. My apologies. Yesterday. About my what? apologies. About we didn't what? have you on. You should be moved to the head of the class. I don't know why we bumped you yesterday. I blame Knezovich. Yeah, I just asked him if he uh, if he was Croatian or Serbian, and he said Serbian. And then I go, what's that? Yeah. And he said Serbian. Um, yeah. A lot of the guys that yeah. I play with from Serbia, they practiced a lot of weird things. Like, I had one guy, he would never stretch. He would just, like, rub hot water on his knees, and he thought that was, like, a way to warm up. Like, those Croatians and Serbians, they danced to a beat of a different drummer. There's two things that us Croatians and Serbians, I, I can't speak to Croatians, uh, don't need. Number one, we don't need stretching. Number two, we don't need Viagra or Cialis. I'm just <laughs> telling you. It's just what we do, man. I don't know if Kyle uh, can get pumped in, but I, I asked him a pretty interesting question. I don't feel like repeating it, Dan, but if Kyle could just, when he called to see if I was available for the interview and then we started talking about Serbia, I had an interesting question for him. Are we circumcised? <laughs> the answer is no. Uh, yes, I don't know. Yeah, I <laughs> um, and, you know, we yeah. used to talk and stuff. I feel like you used to call. Yeah. I, left you, I left you a message before. Because I just feel like our friendship is at like a two out of ten level right now. Well, it's going to increase. That's totally okay. on me. I apologize if you feel that way. Um, you know, you had a baby, got married. I got a new wife. I mean, we've been through a lot together. You know, I just remember when you were in the Big Ten Network studios, just begging to call a game, and they said no yeah. good. And then right, next year you work. I remember borrowing. Work. I remember having no money, and you, I had to borrow a hundred off you. Yeah, I know. I, you, I, I, you know, I, I don't want to make you look bad because it's your hometown station, but I'm not a hundred percent sure right. you paid me back. I am one thousand percent sure I paid you back, and I think you made me pay ten percent vig too, <laughs> like the loan shark that you are. <laughs> hey, uh, you are a Northwestern legend. Your thoughts on Northwestern's win and them getting in the tournament? You know, Seth Myers is uh, a Northwestern grad, and I thought he had kind of the most interesting, maybe the, 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 the most correct tweet that I saw. The way they won that game was very 
un-Northwestern-like. Like, that right. was a game that traditionally they lose, and now you got to play Purdue on Sunday, lose that game, and then you go into the Big Ten tournament, lose Dan, and then you don't make the tournament. Like, that's what has happened in years past. You know, they had some very good teams over the last eight or ten years, all, multiple all-conference players, the leading scorer in the Big Ten, the all-time leading scorer in school history. I'm talking about guys like John Sherna and Drew Crawford and Craig Moore and Juice Thompson. Like, they were producing good enough players, but they weren't able to win those games down the stretch. And, you know, for them to secure their bid, because I think that win it punches their ticket to yeah. the tournament, it, it, it reminds me of kind of the Red Sox, like breaking that curse. They had to have that dramatic comeback against the Yankees where they were down 3 nothing in the series. Like, you had to have that moment. So um, the way they've kind of eked out some wins this year, just traditionally they wouldn't have won those games. Like, And I knew right away they beat Wake Forest in the ACC Big Ten Challenge, and McIntosh was awful in the first half. And in the second half he was electrifying. He kind of won that game by himself. And I just said to myself at that time, I said, that's a game traditionally Northwestern loses. Now, Wake Forest has gone out and had a pretty good year, so now that looks like a pretty good win. But they've won games that traditionally teams in the past, those old Northwestern teams, would lose. And you have to credit Chris Collins because when they hired Chris, I mean, full disclosure, I was not a big fan of the hire. I've watched a lot of Duke assistants, and I'm sure you have too. You know, not all of them have gone out there, and it's been a world of success. Tommy Amaker. Quinn Schneider at Missouri, Dave Henderson. Like, yes, the Mike Braves of the world, those guys have worked out. But I was not sure that this was going to be the answer. But they hired Chris. You know, they waited it out four years. He got his players in. But they've invested. Like, that's the thing. Like, I watched the game and the place is going crazy. Like, there's a video board. Dan, when I played, they had, like, the Cleveland Indians video board. Like, from Major League. Like, when I made a three, <laughs> it was like a, like a basketball with a mouth. Like, oh. That, like, when it, was, like, it was horrible. Like, the graphics were terrible. Like, I'll just tell you a quick story. Like, on my senior night, we played Indiana. It was a packed house. And right before the introductions of, like, guys on their senior night, just the sound system went out. So I walked out with my parents to no microphone. Like, they didn't say, and here's Tim Doyle. Like, it was like, you know, and, and I think the culture has changed there, too, and that's, and that's a part of Chris Collins, you know, coming from that winning tradition. I remember my senior year, you know, night before opening practice, fishing practice at like 5 or 6 o'clock in like October 15th or whatever. So there was this dinner downtown to Paul, Loyola, Northwestern. We all got together. And then afterwards, I'm looking at the guys in my squad, and I go, you know, we don't practice till 5 tomorrow. We need to go out and, like, you know, get a little bonding in. So we go out. We stay out till 3 in the morning. And I remember I was taking a piss in the bathroom. This guy walks in. You know, it's – I'm obviously in pretty bad shape. And he goes, hey, Doyle, what's up, man? I go, hey, what's up? He goes, uh, when does the season start? I went, uh, tomorrow. He goes, ah, uh, that's why we suck. And so <laughs> I think the culture has changed there, where guys are taking basketball a little bit more serious. And um, it's, I think it's great for, obviously, Northwestern, Northwestern alums. Like, we're all getting together this weekend. It's the first time I've ever been a part of like an alumni gathering, because we don't get together because what good stories are we going to tell? Hey, remember that year we won two games? Like, it, it, there's not a lot of basketball history there, so it's great that there's so much buzz about the program. I said, um, I did a game, I think you were sitting to my right, I don't know, Carmody, I think it was a Purdue game where they lost at the end, and they brought out all the basketball alumni 
of Northwestern. I looked out there and I said, I think I said on the air, man, that's a lot of losses standing out there on that on that court. But for for you guys and for everybody else, you know, I think it's really cool, and I and I think that um, I don't think there's any question they're going to be in. I'm not even sure that they're. Like to me, they're a really good basketball team. Would you? I mean, it's a great story, but let's get beyond the story. It's a great, it's a good, really good basketball team. You know, they played Notre Dame right down to the wire. That was a game that you know, I'm sure Notre Dame fans feel like you know they they won outright. But I thought that was a game that Northwestern kind of pissed away. And then you play Butler right down to the last possession, and those two teams can beat anybody on any given day. So I tend to agree with you. I also look at them going into the tournament. And watching them at times, they do get stagnant on offense. Like, they could put up 52 points and lose in the first round, and that wouldn't surprise me either because this is going to be a huge moment for them. Like, this is why I went to school there. This is why guys like Sherna and Bryant McIntosh, like, you went to school there because you had that ego that, yeah, never been to the tournament. Now that I'm here, we're going to get you home. So they need to put a statue of Bryant McIntosh in front of Welsh Ryan Arena because he got into the promised land. He actually delivered, and – I'm sure Greg Lansing down at Indiana State is sick to his stomach because that was where McIntosh was originally slated to go and ends up, you know, jumping ship, going to Northwestern. It's the difference. Like, you take him off Northwestern, they win 12, 13 games this year because, you know, he's the leader. He's willing to take big shots. He's got a great feel for the game. And watching basketball across all levels, not just the college level, no one knows how to play anymore. And the fact that he knows how to play is a major advantage for Northwestern. Do you do you think um, as you as you look at Northwestern and you look at the league, you think he's a first team All League guy? Oh, that's a good question. You know the league now better than I do because I I, I I don't cover the games inside and out like I used to. But uh, it, it, it's it's hard to say from that position who who's better point guard in the league at that position. I, I you would know better than me, Dan. Well, I was going to say Koenig is one of the guys, but there's a lot of guys. But I, I, I'm looking at it, and I'm thinking to myself, man, the things that that kid did for that this program are awesome. But when you look at the league, you know, there's still a 10-win team, maybe 11-win team. It's good. But for other te- for Northwestern, it's really good, and they're going to turn. But for the whole thing, it's, um, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I just I'm just happy for him and happy for them because I like the kid. I like the kid a lot, and I got a chance to meet that Sanjay Lumpkin, and I, he was an awesome dude as well. Vic Law seemed like an awesome dude, so I like when good things happen to good people and guys buy it. But I will say this: I do think Bill Carmody elevated that program to a position where Chris uh, had it a lot easier than what Carmody had coming in or anybody else had coming in. Yeah, I agree, but he he had his chance. Like, I was bitter about the whole thing because, you know, the couple of years they come down, Big Ten tournament, lose to Minnesota, lose a couple of overtime games. Like, he had his chance. So, to move on, uh, the one thing that frustrates me, and and I don't care that I make the public. I know I probably pissed some people off at Northwestern. It's just like they have billions, not millions, billions with a B in their endowment. And it's like, I just get frustrated that why don't we just take like $25 million and just like invest it in the stadium, invest it in the arena, invest it in the basketball program. And now like the video board. I mean, do you remember when the court was freaking purple? It looked like some kids got out there at magic markers and drew all over the court. I mean, like (laughs) it looks like a real school. Like you want to compete against Indiana. You want to compete against Ohio state. You want to compete against Michigan. 
These, this is not college sports. Those are Fortune 500 companies. Those are corporations. Those are college corporations. And Northwestern was like, no, 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 it's still like amateur sports, just a bunch of kids out there running up and down. It's like, no, 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 no. This is a business. You know that, Dan. You coached the game, and I played the game at two pretty big schools in big conferences. And uh, I think their approach has changed. And now that they've invested in the program, obviously you're seeing the results. But it is kind of unfortunate that next year they're going to bring everybody back with the exception of Lumpkin. And they're not going to play at Welsh Ryan Arena next year. They're going to be renovating the arena. So they're going to be playing the All-State Arena, which is a dump. Oh, it's a dump. I, I, you know what? They did that when I was a junior, sophomore. Uh, they renovated uh, whatever the hell it was called, Dyke Stadium slash Welsh Ryan Arena, whatever, and they played their games at Alumni uh, Hall or whatever the hell they call it at DePaul, and it was awesome. I mean, truthfully, it was it was a great environment. I was a little surprised they didn't do that play. Maybe it's not there anymore at DePaul. Hell, I don't know. But uh, they did that back in 83. Yeah, so they play at All-State, and, I mean, they're going to have a yeah, great season. Yeah, it stinks. Season, they'll probably be top 25 in the country because they're going to be returning everybody. So um, I, I'm just happy that it, they got over the hump. Now I'll ask you, I mean, is Chris Collins a legit candidate to get the Indiana job? Uh, the Indiana coach ain't going nowhere. Oh, you are crazy. Okay. Uh, everybody knows more than me. That's fine. Everybody knows more than me. I'm cool with it. Uh, uh, no. No, he's not. Okay, okay. you ask me a question. What, what, what's the consensus in your state, not including you? Why do I care? Like, I mean, I mean, I'm being honest about this. Why do I care what Joey slapped from green? I mean, I'm just telling you, you asked me a question. <laughs> I was there 17 years. I know all these guys. I give you the answer. Uh, you want to know I mean, I get a kick out of it. I get a kick out of it. What's the consensus of big fat guy hanging at the bar? Uh, probably green should be fired. All I'm right, but that's not basketball. I mean, I, I travel. I hear things. I know. Obviously, you, you, you're connected. I, I just think you win the Big Ten two out of the last four years, and a bunch of your guys get hurt. You, you should have some rope. But right. I don't live in that state. I don't live in that state, right. and I know expectations down there are just unrealistic. Everywhere. Oh, I don't know about that either. I think that I think that, uh, like I say, I I I I'm tired of the argument with people that, and you know, I mean, you're involved in it, but. You know, if I wanted to be popular, I would say, oh, Crean's got to get fired, but this ain't Crean's fault. This is on the players, and, and uh, yeah, I don't think anything will happen. I, I don't. If I did, I'd say, but I don't I don't think uh, – and, and I don't get into who's the candidate for a guy that, you know, if, if you're going to ask me, I'll give you the only candidate that I give a rat's ass about if you want to ask me. Uh, I'll support anybody, but – Nobody should ever get this job again that hasn't played or coached at Indiana before. They, they've done all this. They've tried all these guys. Not one single person should sit in that head coaching chair that hasn't played or coached at Indiana. Yeah, just I mean, my that, opinion. That's who, that, that's who they're going to go after. I mean, you know, you got to figure Bryce Alford's going to graduate. you got to think Lonzo Ball is going to be a top three pick in the NBA draft. And, and yeah. you know, he's making two and a half million out at UCLA. And now you come to Bloomington and make three or four. I don't know. Those, those are just things I hear. You're more connected than I am, so I'm not trying to start yeah. the rumor like mill. I say, you, like I say, uh, Tim, first, number one, you can't start the rumor mill. Number two, um, uh, to me, um, you know, I think he stays. And uh, if he doesn't stay, I, I personally – you know, the idiots that, that do the hiring at Indiana, I, no, I'm not even going to get into it. It just gives me a headache. 
Um, it, it really does. It, it, you know, I, I, you are disgu- discussing it with people that don't know. I just I can't do anymore. I just can't. I'm sorry. Have can't. you ever told the story about how you cursed out Rick Kizzo when you uh, were the coach? In yeah. The, I mean, that's so He funny. needed it. <laughs> he needed it. I love Pizzo, though, now. I didn't even know you guys heard it. I didn't curse him out. I thought it was over. Well, you did like an interview with him. For those that don't know, you did an interview with him. And I guess Rick asked you a question. Obviously, there was a lot going on in Indiana at the time with Kelvin. And so so Rick right. asked you a question, obviously, you did not like. And you told him to go, you know what. No, that's, that's not true. That's not true either. What I did was, <laughs> I, was I, what I did was I answered the question. Correct. And then as the interview was over, I took off my – microphone as I was taking it off I said man that guy needs to go blank and blank 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 him so I told that to JD <laughs> and I didn't realize Timmy that Pizzo was you know you guys could hear it and so later when I wanted to get into broadcasting I called Jim Delaney and he said well it's probably a pretty good you know it would probably would have been better if you didn't cuss out one of our anchors on uh, on uh I go well you just and I told Delaney I said he deserved it I said he was a jackass and he deserved it and Delaney started laughing. But I love Rick. Now Rick and I are friends. We talked about it, laughed about it. But, uh, yeah, Rick's great. What are you doing? Where are you working? Work at 120 Sports. It's a sports app. You can download it for free. We got all the rights, all the video rights to all your, all your teams. You can watch Monte Ellis miss two free throws that cost the Pacers a game in San Antonio because he has no interest in playing basketball anymore. Or you can look up your Indiana. Watch the recap of games. Everything lives in 120 seconds, 120 sports. And tomorrow I'm actually calling Dayton playing George Washington. I got my folder out right now. I'm watching some film. Dayton, Dayton playing George Washington on what network? CBS Sports Network tomorrow. Awesome. Awesome. So, yeah, just just grinding. I got two kids. One has blonde hair. I don't have blonde hair. Wait, I wife. didn't know you so had two kids. Has, yeah, I got two kids now, yeah. Who's our who? Who's the mom? Say mom. <laughs> I don't know. My son's got blonde hair. I don't have blonde hair. Neither does my wife. But so, but I've raised them two years now, so I got to keep them. What am I going to do? There. Oh, you got. You know what you do? You just you leave them outside. <laughs> <laughs> I told you, but then yeah. I. I, I I, and then I just recently had a baby girl, Rose, because I was really hoping for another boy. Because you know, you know the fight I went through because I wanted to name our first son yes. Dick Doyle, and uh, my <laughs> wife voted down the name. So I wanted to. If we had a second son, she said I could name him Dick Doyle, but it got voted. You know, that, we had a girl, so I got. Oh, uh, you're the. Time. You're. I read something about your dad. Your dad called the first game. No, did your dad call the? F- Whose dad called the first game with Dick Vitale? That was that was Mark Boyles. Never mind, never mind. I thought it was yours for a sec. Your dad, never mind, never mind. Your dad, your dad was a dude, a real dude. My dad was dude. His college coach was Al McGuire. My father played. Right. Al and played. Yeah, played for the Pistons two seasons. So, you know what his stats were on Detroit? Then he always taught. He always brags about this. He says he was a 30, 30, 30 guy. I went. What does that mean? He goes well. If we're up by 30 or down by 30, I got in for like 30 seconds. I, I feel him. I definitely, <laughs> I definitely, definitely feel him. Uh, all right, man, I appreciate you. I love you. You know I do. 
Um, no, no, just shoot me, a, shoot me a text once in a while. You can text me. Just do whatever. Just contact me. All right. I'll send you the junk. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see you. Get off my line before we get in trouble. That's our friend Timmy Doyle. Brian Sloan disagrees. He doesn't think the next coach has to have IU blood. I, and I look, I, I'm not going to argue with anybody. I'm just telling you how I feel. I'm tired of these guys can't come in, can't recruit Indiana. I'm just tired of. I just, uh, I'm just tired of the whole thing. I'm, I'm tired of, the, you know, nobody understanding Indiana, and I'm tired of watching Indiana. And I don't think this is Crean's fault. I don't want Crean fired. But I'd like to see some Indiana kids. I never felt that way until this year. And actually, the biggest pain in the ass on Indiana's team is an Indiana kid. But, yeah, I, I hey, look, I understand. People are going to say, oh, we just want somebody that's going to come in here and win. I, I, couldn't, I couldn't agree more, but I'm tired of the, the, the Mike Davises, the Calvin Sampsons, the, the freaking uh, – I like Tom, though, and I, and I think that Tom should remain the coach. But I don't give a damn what anybody tells me. It, whoever the next coach is, whether it's five years or 20 years, that coach needs to be from Indiana, my opinion. I don't give a, you know, Billy Donovan, it's great. Everybody's great. I love it. I'm just telling you my opinion on it. And, um, you know, agree, disagree. I'm cool with all of it. 317-239-1070 is the number. Dan at 1070thefan.com is the email address. I hope Indiana goes on a hell of a run here. It starts on Saturday. I'm doing the game. Indiana mommies, you guys can bitch and moan all you want, but I'm going to tell it like it is on Saturday. There you go. I'm hungry. You can tell. We'll be back.